it's like the past few days I've been here, it's been coming in. Um, that, like, afraid to go back home, to, like, you know, like going, like what you say, back to the old regime. And... Um, no, the old regime is here, it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> but also... <laughs> yeah. But also the things that I do, like when I'm in the old regime of the way of thinking, it kind of expresses itself through, through behaviour as well, you yes. know? familiarity. Yeah. So familiar um, setting and... There's just one thing regarding money. Um, you, you've told a story before about that you was earning no money and you was living with your sister and you yeah. had no money and yeah. you asked your brother for some money and yeah. you felt ashamed. Yeah. And um, some days you never ate any food. Yeah. And um, that you went not out. Not days, it was not days. It was just, uh, there was a time when uh, something was doubting inside and uh, it really was felt like a challenge. I said, but you know, come on, you're supposed to be taking care of me. I am hungry yeah. now. <laughs> and nothing was uh, showing up and uh, it felt um, that, uh, but I saw now that I had to be tested like that, you know, you see. You said that somebody came in the street and handed you a banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but that was at the beginning, that was at the beginning. The first time I, uh, uh, I signed off, because I used to, uh, in England you could sign on if you're not working and government supports you a little bit like that. And uh, you know, many people live like that. But every now and again you have to go to the office and then they will interview you, ask you what you've been doing for a job when I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I hope it's too late to get into trouble about it. But, uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything and I felt, you know, I don't want to lie about it. So I had this interview uh, and I went and they said, okay, so, you know, how is the, the, the job hunting going? And I said, it's not going. <laughs> I was determined to, to be honest about it and he says, you know, I'm sorry? I said, it's not, it's not with the guy. But you, you mean you've not been looking? I said, no, I've not been looking. <laughs> I actually said, I'm not looking. And I felt inside a big shock, like, Kink, and then felt like I, I said it, I said it. And the lady said, but do you, do you, do you realize the implication of what you're saying? And I said, yeah. <laughs> She says, you know, we, you realize that the money you've been getting is for while you're actively searching for work. And I said, yes, I know. And she says, okay, Mr. Mui, I ask you again, what, what have you been doing for work? And I said, nothing, I'm doing for work. I actually said, I don't want to work right now, I'm sorry. You know? So I was taken downstairs, uh, not handcuffed, and, uh, and then they said, okay, you know that you, you, we, we, we have to close your, your thing. And I said, yes, I know this. <laughs> so I, I sat to sign, you know, sign. And also on top of this, because before I was a teacher you know, in college, teaching art and so on, but I was never someone who saved money. I never could save money. I never was thinking about it. In fact, we made so much overtime work, I never put in fill in the forms for these things because I just could not be bored, you know. I just enjoyed the teaching. 
And uh, so when I had to sign off, signed off, and I left the office, I felt really light, <laughs> like I could fly. <laughs> I felt very light. And then I walked into Brixton. You know? And as I was walking there, something was in my mind, like, what are you going to do now? Because like, but I felt so light inside. You know? What are you going to do now? I had no idea what to do. And then in my town, there was one guy they called a prophet. He's a very crazy guy. He's always cursing. He's always cursing everybody, cursing, cursing, cursing. The Queen and the Irish and everybody. <laughs> they call him Juicy the Prophet, no? And uh, an amazing thing happened because just before this, what happened is that something these things were, well, my life was changing anyway, so the beginning of that change. And uh, something happened to him, I think, they, with his family, his wife and himself had something, and the, 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 I don't know what you call them now, they came and the social services and they took the children, and it was very chaotic for them. And I don't know this man apart from just we see each other in the town, like everything moving. And then a phone call came to my house, and it was him, from him. How he got my number, I don't know. You know, there's nothing. And he tell me, you know, they, they, they took my children, they took my children. Help me, help me. It was very strange. I said, but we never spoke. He got my number and he told me like this. And it was this day, coming from signing on, walking into Brixton, and I was thinking, what am I going to do now? And he was the one who came and gave me a banana. <laughs> banana. I said, thank you. And he just, what he just gave and just walked off. And that was a message in a banana, I tell you. That <laughs> and that just said, like, you are going to be just fine. That's what the banana told me. So this is an area mm. where I really struggle to trust and surrender this mm. with money and yeah. trusting that the needs, the, the, the general and basic needs are going to be met. Um, mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like what you've described like I don't want to work you know last year last year when I was when I came back from Zima um, everything just it was like everything I had no interest yes I didn't want to go to work I didn't want to engage in a course that I was doing I just wanted to sit yes and it is a very natural thing for a while, for many people also. They are already working and they go back to work and, and, and they are fine. Some people are fine with it, some people not with it, I can't say. But whatever way it turns out, it is fine. You see, many people have work that they don't even call work because they love it so much. And after satsang retreat, they go back and they still go back. They may be fine that they don't work so much or something, but it's not that you know, realizing the self means you stop working. You may continue to work, you may be, you may be uh, given a raise, and you, you may also feel you want to take a vacation. I cannot say. I only want to say, how important is your freedom? And I can tell you that if you, if you are dedicated in your heart to the search for truth, and not determining in your mind, I don't, I don't want to work, or so on, don't, don't uh, make any premature conclusions about anything. Just stay open and, and be moment to moment with life because that's something we have not done. 
We've been forecasting what's going to happen next week, what's going to do this and so on. But uh, sometimes uh, your satsang uh, brings a focus that you pay attention to moment by moment. And it's something beautiful, not because you know, there's fear about it, no, but just brings you again into, into the nowness of your being. And you just stay with that. The mind wants to tell you, yeah, but you've got no food now, the children are coming home, what are you going to do? And that is where you suffer. That is where you suffer. You trust. And I stand with you that if you move like this, you will be provided for. If something will be fine, it will come. Because that's what happened for myself. When I was telling you, you misquoted a bit on that, but uh, there was a while that I spoke about this. And I said that um, you know, for a while, you know, something panicked. I always thought I had no attraction particularly to money and so on. I had this feeling. And I, f- I really felt that was true, completely. But when it came to the time when I actually had no money, when I say I have no money, I mean I have no money. Some people, when they have no money, it means that they only have another 30,000 in the bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> the bank, you know? Or another one, they've got a thousand in the bank. For me, I mean nothing. I'm talking about taking your shoes out of the cup and shaking them out to see if some money dropped out of your pocket. And it was like this. And for a while, I learned to, to live very, very simple. I could go in Brixton, thank God. There were you know, places like Iceland that were having this promotion of called no frills, meaning that they don't put a lot of things in the packaging. You could buy some you know, tin of baked beans for you know, 10 pence and stuff like this, loaf of bread, 12 pence and things like this. It was amazing at that time. No? But I know it's not about that also. It wasn't about how low the cost of things was. It was just uh, some fear was inside that, you know, like it really is going on. Now I really don't have. And something has to trust. And then sometimes your belly is going, and he says, you know, Lord, did you hear that? You know? <laughs> so, but what happened is that tremendous things happened. Tremendous things happened. You know, that out of the blue, unexpectedly, people started showing up and taking you out for pizza evenings in Chinatown and all kinds of stuff. I started traveling, actually, when I had no money. People started inviting me to go back. I went to Jamaica to my sister's uh, wedding in Jamaica and I had no money at all. Somebody just comes and say, can I come with you? Okay. We go and everything is taken care of. We traveled more in those years than, uh, than when I was working and doing things. And everything sprouted out of that. Uh, fresh confidence came. That it's not because, you know, it's like you know, that it works like this, and, you know, because that was challenged. And I saw it's not that, because a great abundance came. You know, in so many different ways, abundance came. That I could then say, don't worry about it. Another thing that happened is that during my time when I was uh, teaching at college, uh, for a while, with, as art teacher also, I started to allow some of my students to come because I was very living close by to college. I had my in my house I had a big uh, uh, room which I had as a studio in those days, and uh, so I used to really love my students, and we would really love each other. And a few of them would come back to the studio and paint in my studio and there, and they would they start to come, and sometimes they come and they bring a beer, and they would drink a beer, and they started to smoke. And, and then what happened was something inside started feeling, I don't want this. It's time for a change. I love them, 
but some, there was a kind of scene taking place and a, already a change was happening inside. I said, oh my God, you know, how am I going to stop this? How am I going to stop this? Because I love them. And if I tell them, the guys, I don't want you to do this, and I felt like they'd be really hurt or feel rejected. But that was my weakness at the time. You know? And uh, I was troubled about it, troubled about it. And one day, as I was walking, uh, this thought came inside like this, you know, my God, that uh, this has to change. And I simply offer it up, you know, just show me how, help me to speak with them in a way that they're not hurt, and we can change this scene because I don't want anymore. And you know what happened? I never had to say anything to anybody. From the next day, nobody came to my house. <laughs> my students, I saw every day at college, not one of them came back to my house. I bear witness to this. And it was such a great realization. And the realization is this. Because sometimes we are afraid that if you choose what is true, you're going to have to undo what is untrue. But what is untrue just became undone. I did not undo. I just made the higher choice for myself in that moment that however difficult I accept it, help me to um, to bring it in a way, because my mind was working out, that I still had to say it, I had to find the best way. I did not have to say. And this is why from there I also could uh, guide others and say, don't be afraid. If you realize that the change has to be made, it will be fine. And it's from there that I said to you, that if you do what is right in your own heart, it cannot turn out to be wrong for someone else. <coughs> Because the truth is not partial, it doesn't take sides, no, okay. You know, you I like, I don't like him, okay. No. If you do what is right in your heart, it cannot turn out to be wrong for others. Okay, there may be some ouchies, people, oh, you, but in the end, it turns out just fine. It finds its level. Take courage in that. Don't be afraid. All of this is inside uh, the, the what is. And the functioning of your dynamic life, uh, you will see because you have to not be suffering your existence. You have to move with strength also, not just strength for you also, but for all those who will bathe in your light. You'll find muscles you don't have, strength you don't have as a person. Your life takes on a kind of magicality. I don't mean magic, you know, magicality, meaning that so you keep seeing that, my gosh, it's so, it's, it's so incredible, it is so perfect. And everyone is being offered this, but not everyone can see it. Because the more you are, you are infatuated with your own projections, you will not see what is being offered. You will refuse them, because it doesn't fit in with your projection. We are doing this. And I feel that also, as you come more fully into your truth, it's not that life starts to treat you much better only, like that, but it's more that you are able to, to move in harmony with life. You're not fighting against it. You're not you know, cutting out new roads for yourself. Something is just flowing more. You don't have to plan your days. 
There are some things that require a plan, and when they do, there's nothing wrong with making a plan for that. But don't be obsessive. You won't become obsessive. It won't be your routine way of approaching life. Every day is fresh. Every day becomes your best day. Do you find bags on your doorstep? Grocery bags, not rubbish bags. So I know this thing. Many people have it, no? The fear that, uh, you know, uh, uh, a life, a comfortable, provided life uh, in the world is not compatible with uh, a realization of the self. That the self doesn't care. I said, it is not true. It is not true. You see, you become more somehow flowing in pace with the, the, the cosmic unfolding, with the pulse of the cosmos, something in that life. And you're not so, as the more deep you become, you're not so concerned about the life as in the outer expression so much. Something, and it is totally organic way, totally, totally natural way. You see, you start again each day and looking what I'm speaking, and you may be able to confirm every day something of what I say in you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. So much. <laughs> so grateful. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Ah, thank you, darling. <laughs> good, good.